You know, you really weren't a help there. You were trying to help there. Like, you know, he's got that one song that if you hear it, you know it, except I don't know what it is either. Yeah, it's like when you say, you know that one guy, and he's kind of like tall, and he's got brown hair, and he's kind of, and you're like, no, I have no idea who no, you're talking like, about. No, that's like, yeah, like 45% of the world. Thanks, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's got that one song that if we at least heard it, we'd all go, yeah, I know that song, but I can't think of what it's called, and I also can't come up with the tune, and even if I could, I can't carry it to even give it to you, so, all right, you're right, I'm no help. More importantly, we found out yesterday, though I don't know if this made the show yesterday, that Greg's girl Kat Von D is also now a musical artist. So there's that. She is. It's exciting. She is. She we, is. We, we, tr we tried I'm to get assuming, her on the show, LZ. I'm assuming, George, she's doing a soundtrack for one of the films that she acts in as well. <laughs> <laughs> Based upon, you know, what Greg has told us, she is like, you know, within a grasp of an EGOT. So there you go. So yeah, Greg, five Grammy credits, winner and an Oscar winner by next year. Credits. Greg, you tried you tried to book her on the show, right, Kat Von D? I did try and book her on the show. They said that she had to pass at this time because she's working on her music. Oh, well, oh give go. me a freaking break, man. Give me a break. And you took no for an answer? Come on. You gotta go with this slowly, you know. You can't just be like, no, that's bull crap. I gotta you gotta come on anyway. Doesn't no, you, you do it you you're a lot smoother than that, but you just gotta have an attitude of no, you don't get it. Kat Von D became an important part of the show. We must have her. Let me explain why that is. Oh, and by the way, here's what we're going to do for her. Here's why it's good for her. I'm going to pass you along her publicist in Okay, uh, if Kaplan if it. Kaplan gets her on the show, what what punishment do you serve? Oh, okay, man. hold on. I want to hear what you're No, gonna no, no, wait, wait, wait. I I feel like this is the right way to do this. Yes, no, I, think I, this I agree. Fair. If Kaplan gets her on, when you said that you didn't couldn't get her on, like what what can we do to you? Or what can we do, f like in in for as a punishment of sorts, like a fun punishment of sorts for you? I like, know I'm gonna regret this very badly, but LZ, what should my punishment be? Oh, <laughs> I, don't think you I don't think you should be punished. I think Cap getting her is punishment enough. Because <laughs> that would mean you shot your shot missed, and then he tried, and he was successful, and you have to live with that failure for the rest of your life. Right. Oh, that's a that's a good point. Well, there is yep. that. Um, or maybe you can drink ten packs of stevia every day. Apparently, like Steve Mason just tweeted, like, what oh. is going on with Steve Mason? He just tweeted literally two minutes ago. I'm drinking herbal iced tea every day, a lot of it, but I'm using stevia, probably ten packets per day. What am I doing to my body? Is it bad for me? Ten packets of anything, even a sugar substitute, can be good for you, right, LZ? I mean. I can think of some 10 packages that would be pretty good. Well, no, no, yeah. different kinds of packages, obviously. But um, I'm talking about <laughs> sugar. Su su substitute for sugar. <laughs> I mean, George, you just have to be clear. You know I'm a journalist. I need details. I, I do. Details I, 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 my, that is all my fault. There is no question. Yeah, yeah. But 10 packets of even uh, sugar substitute can't be good for you. I, I mean, listen, I don't use really sugar in my coffee well, I don't use my coffee at all, and occasionally I will use it in tea, but really not that much. So I don't know what's going on with Steve. I think it's got something to do with his, like, daily Starbucks runs. I think the kid is spending, like, $40 a day at Starbucks. You know, he's got, like, multiple Starbucks drinks that he buys, and they sit all day long. 
Steve, try water, dude. Just just go with yeah. water. Hydration yeah. is really water, good for you. Water is yeah. actually a good idea. H2O, uh, not to sound like uh, you know Adam Sandler and the Water Boy, but it really is kind of un- like they even make flavored water, carbonated water. Like there's so many different kinds of water you can drink that why do you need all that sugar? I, I don't know. I do know that I am on Kat Von D's fan page for Facebook. <laughs> How's it going? It's a little unnerving. Why so? Why unnerving? Uh, it feels like she's she's dipping some toes in the dark arts. Whoa! Wait, 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 really? Is, is that what you're into, Greg? Uh, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. Is this is this acceptable for a corporate computer to look at? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I have a metro corporate computer. I don't know how sensitive it is. I'm just telling you that when I'm looking at here is a very uh, heavily influenced goth um, imagery that's happening here. That, oh, goth's fine. Goth's looks, fine. You know, looks like a uh, hybrid of Anne Rice meets uh, Kim Kardashian. Okay. There you go. I mean, Berg, if that's up, if that's uh, well, up your alley. I, I mean, I got to see it. I got to see it. You know, I like the tattoos. I'm, I'm really big into tattoos. Um, but I don't know. That, the dark stuff is a little bit much for me. Did you notice that Kat Von D is putting out a sneak peek of her new hit single called I Am Nothing? And she says, turn the volume up before I finally, re- finally release my album. I want to share with you a little sneak peek called I Am Nothing. I mean, Greg, this to me is the obvious. You say to whoever you're talking to that reps Kat Von D, don't you want to get her music out to as many people as possible? And that's why I she comes on. I did respond and say we will be happy to promote her music. So I haven't heard anything back after that. But, you know, if you want <laughs> Wait, me Laura. to give you his email, her email, you may are welcome to go after. Okay, oh, Laura, wow. w- w- what happened there, Laura? W- I w- said, w- ew, why? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, hard pass on trying to hear her music. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, why, 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 why do you say that? Okay, Greg's trying great? to. Greg, you have a crush on her, so you think whatever she does is great. So you you can't no. Well, all I said it's you know she is a beautiful woman. That's all I said. That <laughs> has is. nothing to do with having a crush. She is a beautiful. No, no, but woman. no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Let, let, if we're gonna let, let, let's let's call a spade a spade here, okay? You know what I'm saying? Like you you do like her work, but you also and you think she's a beautiful woman, but you also have a crush on her. This seems fairly obvious. We're not in yeah. high school here. Exactly. No, Do you I'm, really I'm, think I care that much about Bryce Harper's swing? Really? Yeah. <laughs> no. Or, or how Alex Smith throws a football? No. Right. I, don't think I mean, so. no, you really think not. I care that much about Tom Brady's protein powder? I don't. It's just a crush. That's all. Well, now we are learning stuff about right? you. Right? <laughs> right. This is new, Cap. <laughs> all I know is this Kat Von D. She is very hot. She is smoking. She's got beautiful hair. No, it's too late now, brother. You've already yeah. did the, the Tom Brady thing. Oh, the I'm Tom Brady thing? I'm trying to clean it up. Yeah, you can't go back now. That's right. I can't. Right. I know. And yesterday, LZ called me one of his heterosexual brothers. You know, he deferred. Maybe you could be both. Listen, all I can tell you is this. Kat Von D, one thing about her, her tattoos, especially from the knees down, she got lots of faces of people. That would... I, that doesn't do it for me. Ooh, yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> I mean, well, only if it's again. your face looking back at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of faces and saving face, yeah. How do we feel about our buddy Kyle Kuzma and his earthquake free throw conversation, which he couldn't keep a straight face for uh, during his uh, Zoom 
interaction with the media. But my man shot an air ball free throw. Now, LZ Granderson, you are mm-hmm. a baller. When uh, mm-hmm. pre-COVID, you are hitting the beaches of Venice. You are playing old man game on those yes. courts. Yes. Airballing a free throw. Now, I mean, blaming an earthquake might be as unique an excuse as I've ever heard, whether it's a joke or not. I will give him credit for creativity, although, I mean, you know, we live in California, dog. A 3.5 earthquake, we ain't even getting out of bed in most cases, you know? Yeah. I mean, look, I looked at a free throw from a multitude of angles, right? The front, the back, the side, the side, blah, blah, blah. It's pretty clear, to me anyway, that he was so busy trying to make sure that his elbow was positioned accurately, he shot it too far to the left and shot an air ball. And honestly, that's happened to a lot of people. If you're thinking too much on your shot, you can shoot an air ball. If you're going through your head trying to go through the progressions, maybe he was struggling a little bit and so you rewound the progressions through his head. I just feel like, you know, I love his attitude about it. You know, he made a joke. He kept it moving. They blew him out. You know, at the end of the day, it wasn't that big of a deal. And I looked at the way he shot. I was like going, yeah, I've been there. I've been there. And I think a lot of people have been there. I've never been there. Um, I got to tell you, that was uh, one of my favorite parts of the game last night because the second half wasn't very entertaining. But um, watching Golden State's bench erupt in laughter. Yeah, it was funny. I freaking thought that was hilarious. Yeah. That that everybody was like, okay, should we not laugh? Is that like, we shouldn't laugh at that. No, right? no you no, laugh. Everybody was like, no, you, you laugh. laugh. It's okay yeah. to laugh no, at that. No, I said damn dog, but I also knew <laughs> what it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... You know he's he's not Shaq, right? He's not DeAndre Jordan or the old DeAndre Jordan. No, but he is one. only shooting sixty four percent from uh, from the line this year. It's not like he's a great shooter from there right now. No, I mean his percentage is down right now, but we know he's a better free throw shooter than that. Right, but I mean we've seen plenty of guys. My thing is, I, I mean, think Bron- they got him up Bron- there because air- they were they were struggling. Bron is they chose Anthony Davis is airballed. Yeah, like, you know it happens. You know, it happens. Sometimes you're trying to miss a free Uh-oh. throw because there's a matter of seconds left in a game. You're trying to miss it, and then and you're trying to hope your team gets the rebound. But then all of a sudden, you accidentally fire the ball, and it hits the backboard, and it goes in. You're like, oh, that's not what I was trying to do. It's Some people screw up at the free throw line. It happens. But watching an NBA player with a complete air ball is pretty damn funny. It's kind of like watching a PGA Tour pro lip one out from two feet away. You're like, good. It happens to him because it happens to me like that too. Oh, yeah, I agree. I think people watch that and they laugh and they're like, see, they are mortal. Uh, Yeah, I I do think there is a semblance of that. Laura, what were you saying that no one what? No one blames an earthquake. I think that's why it's getting so much heat because he blamed the earthquake for his. I mean, just own it. You messed up. Just own it. But he did own it. No, he He didn't. He blamed the earthquake. The 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 ground shook. The earthquake wasn't a real excuse. He was BSing. So he owned it. Oh. Well, Actually, of course, because we, 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 could, we, could know, we know if there's an actual earthquake or not. Right, but still, I mean, to, to come out afterwards to a press conference and go, they go, hey, so Kuz, um, about that air ball. I mean, he could have sat there and been like, yeah, look, I made a mistake. My form, my this. I let No, I thought head. the earthquake was right. funny. That's funny. Yeah. No, it was funny. It was it funny. It is funny. Right. Yeah. And that's what I mean. He, he made a joke, and to me, that was like owning it. It's not like he said, like, I didn't have insulin or I took, like, an Ambien, and that's why I missed a free throw. Oh. We, oh. 
Yeah. Which those excuses have been made in the past the, about other things. For yeah, things that are way exactly. worse than missing a free throw. Yeah. Way, way worse. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm just saying, I've heard some really weak excuses. The earthquake kind of made me chuckle. Yeah. Um, now, the Lakers did blow out the Warriors, as you mentioned, LZ. Um, you know, look, I think we've got to come to the conclusion that, and this is what you're supposed to do against teams like this who aren't as good, mm-hmm. but... I watched this Laker team yesterday, and it felt like – it feels like they, after the break, they they have gotten kind of a semblance of who they are again, right? And whether that's defensively, whether that's just the kind of hierarchy on offense, it feels like those guys are back on the right track, right? You, you know, the – they come back, win against Indiana. They blow out against Golden State. Like, you know, I, I feel like they are just over whatever they were dealing with heading into the All-Star break. Um, I don't know if they're over it um, because I always have to look at the competition, right? The two teams that they just beat, the Pacers and Warriors, have a combined, like, what? Maybe they're, like, what, five games under 500 combined or something like that? So, like, so I always pause and think about, the competition but to your point what was pleasant especially about last night lebron james 30 minutes yep that's what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. you know back before george and i cursed the team by saying we were bored by these blowouts we did do that i i now relish these blowouts let's let's manage lebron's minutes by not needing him to be on the floor against these inferior teams like that See, I'm with you. I actually, George, um, don't agree that they're over whatever was going on at the end of the first half of the regular season because they're not over it. And I say it like that because there is still no AD. Gasol's not back. Caruso is hurt uh, with concussion protocol. And there's a lot of talk about restructuring of the, of the roster. And so I don't think they're over it. I think they've played a couple of weak teams. They'll play Minnesota tonight. They're also weak. But to me, here's the one thing I'm really encouraged about. Montrez Harrell's performance last night in particular. You look and you see um, that LeBron only had to play 30 minutes. That's great. But when you see that Harrell played 25 minutes, and remember, during the break, we're all sitting here watching his very cryptic tweets going, is there something wrong with him? Is he okay? Is he mentally in a good spot? I mean, last night, Guy played out of his mind 25 minutes, 11 for 14 from the field, 27 points, was a beast in the paint. Um, I don't know what's happened to Montrez over the All-Star break, but but he's a guy who looks very energized. Well, I won't correlate his on-court performance with where he is emotionally or mentally because um, I think people are really good at compartmentalizing in general, but professional athletes definitely are. Um, but it was, to your point, good to see him energetic and, more importantly, playing a lot of minutes um, because when AD's not on the court, we know, George, that he tends not to play more than 25 minutes. And last night he got nearly 30, almost as much as, as – um, or 25, almost as much as LeBron, which yeah, look, in the past I, I, wasn't, the, wasn't the case. Yeah, I think that you – if you're him and Coach Vogel, I think you have to kind of figure out a level of trust because it felt like, and we've discussed this a lot, that – at times, there doesn't feel like there is the requisite amount of trust in him because of his defensive deficiencies. So I, I do think that this 
you know, these opportunities, even in blowouts, you can kind of get a feel for how, um, you know, how you can utilize him better, right? If you can find some middle ground. This portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. Coming up next, we got breaking news for the Rams, uh, plus some crazy news about LeBron. Uh, we'll get to that coming up in about three minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Sedano, LZ, and Cap with you here on 710 ESPN. Don't forget, March Madness is going on. Join our 710 Bracket Challenge. Go to our ESPN Los Angeles Twitter page. Uh, and it's on the other social pages for ESPN Los Angeles, I would imagine, as well. Uh, and enter your bracket today. We have over how many? Uh, 100,000, Greg? 100,000 entries? Over 100,000 entries. There you go. Uh, you sick, can play. Al- you can play alongside me, LZ, Cap, Greg, Laura, and all our 710 hosts. Uh, Mason tends to win it every year. Not every year. He's won it twice. Uh, but he claims he wins it every year. Um, and apparently there's even a Kat Von D bracket. Uh, Mason is going to send the person who wins – the overall winner, uh, he's paying for, like, a pizza night, pizza and beer or whatever out of his own pocket. So, there oh, you go. I didn't Spe- know there was a real prize. I would have taken this seriously. Yeah. Well, you could change it still. Yeah, I kind of like my bracket. Okay, fair I enough. picked all 16 C's to make it to the Final Four. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You have a great shot of winning all the uh, pizza and beer. That Does you anybody have one, like, major upset? Like, one I have team? not. I just it. literally told you I picked the 16th seed to make it to the Final Four. Yeah. My whole thing is all major upsets. But I, I kind of thought you were just sort of pulling our leg, but you're serious. You got all 16 making the Final Four. Yes, sir. Okay. I only have, like, one, like, major upset out of nowhere. Iona, coached by Rick Patino, who took over for his son, little Rick Patino, who got fired by Minnesota the other day and then immediately hired by New Mexico. I think Rick Patino is going to make a little noise in the NCAA tournament and then find himself back with a big-time job. Uh, Greg wanted him at UCLA, right, Greg? I, no, I did not want him at Oh, was that Sweet Ireland? Jesus. It was Ireland. Ireland wanted him at UCLA, yeah. at UCLA yes. and I thought yes. that was a terrible, terrible yes. idea. Bring I mean, that is man it back though? on camp. Bring that man on campus. Yes. Well, yes. I, that. I, well, it just it depends on what your interest is, right? Like, if you want – just a good basketball coach, and you know you got to deal with the stuff that comes with it. A lot like of he, baggage. He clear, no question, a lot of baggage. But he clearly knows how to coach basketball. He clearly knows how to coach basketball. So hopefully, he can go and coach in the professional ranks as opposed to poisoning our campuses all over campus, one school at a time. Yeah, yeah. As you can um, see, I have very little respect for him, the person, the coach. Yeah. Totally get it, but the person, come on, man. So. We have a Cad Von D bracket in our ESPN Los Angeles bracket. And again, over 100,000 entries. So just log on to our social pages and you can uh, subscribe there or enter there. But, Laura, there's someone on the line that says they can get Cat Von D for us? He's trying. He's trying. Okay, wh- what is his name? Who is he? His name is Joe from San Diego. Joe. Joe, put him on. Joe from San Diego. We have questions before we get to this breaking Rams news. Um, so how do you know Miss Von D? What's up, George? This is Joe from San Diego. Hey, we went to junior high together. I'm from the IE. I'm from Redland and Grand Terrace. Kat, uh, Kat and I, we went to um, junior high together. And uh, she's always been with the gothic look, man, wearing nine-inch nail shirts and black hair. Uh, but, yeah, she's just old homie. You know what I'm saying? 
So wait a minute. You said junior high. She's junior almost high, LZ. she's almost forty. I'm gonna assume you're at or around the same age as well. Um, yeah, I'm thirty eight. Have you been talking to her for like thirty years? You know what? I swing by her tattoo shop every now and again. I think the last time I saw um, Cassie was probably. Wait, wait, what did you call her? Six or seven years Cassie. Yeah, Cassie, not Cat. Cassie. Yeah. Oh, oh, you in. Kathy. Her name is Kathy. Kathy. Catherine is her name. Yeah, you way in more than Greg is. Greg's still calling her by her stage name. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, you say she's got a tattoo place? You you say you stop in to see her at her tattoo place? Is that right? Franklin. Wait, wait. Franklin in Hollywood. All right, hold on. I'm talking over you. Hold on one second. I'm talking over you. Just real quick. Start over. She has a tattoo place because Greg might go in. And, and maybe Greg will get a new tattoo by Kat herself. Can you please just repeat what you said, sir? Yeah, she has a tattoo shop. It's called, it's called High Voltage Tattoo. It's, on, uh, it's in uh, Hollywood. I think it's off of Franklin, maybe. But, uh, yeah, it's called High Voltage Tattoo. But she's pretty, you know, she's a working, uh, you know, woman. She's, a, uh, she's got a child, family. You know, she's hustling just like all of us. But I think she's got close to 8 million followers on Instagram, too, so... I mean, I'd, I'd like to see him ESPN too, but she might be doing her own thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wait. Um, so, so you know her name? You know how many Instagram followers she has? You go in her shop. Are you really a friend or are you a fan? Oh, no, old friend, LZ. We grew up in, in Grand Terrace in the Redlands in the punk rock and hardcore music together, and so. Um, yeah, yeah, no, like, I've been tattooed by her, like, a whole bunch of us got tattooed in, like, 2005, a band that I was working with, I used to work in the music industry, and uh, she tattooed us when she was living in Texas, because uh, she was married to uh, another tattooer out there at that point in life, but, again, it, you know, it's, she's just an old friend of mine, but, again, you have some friends that you see when you need to, but, again, it's not like I talk to her all the time, but, yeah, she has a tattoo shop, so I went in there, I mean, if you want to meet up, LZ, and, and go over there. And we'll walk well, I, in and she go, hey, what's up, Joey? You know what I'm saying? And she'll be like, hey, how's your daughter? This, that, and the other. So, again, you know how, you know, again, certain friends, it's like you see them when you need to. Yeah, yeah. I got a couple of tats I need to uh, get added on to my sleeve that I'm building, so. Okay, well, cool. Man. Hey, let me know when you want to meet the shop. I'll meet you there and I'll introduce you to her. All right, so cool. Like, we, So you think you have a better shot of getting her on the show than Greg does is what is my question. If I were to go to Hollywood tomorrow, George, and she was at the shop, and I would say, what's up, and tell her it's Joey from Grand Terrace. She'd come out and say, hey, what's up, Joe? But, she, so, but you don't have her phone number like, to text her. You can't text her and say, hey, um, Sedano, LZ, and Cap are on 710, and they're talking about you, Kat Von D. We need you to get on the air. You don't have that kind of relationship. The number that I have from her from the last time I talked was probably on the phone, probably 2000 and. Man, six or seven? Oh, come on. Forget about it. Come on, man. I got just as good a chance of walking in that tattoo shop. So he lied to me. This is no, what was supposed Joe, on. Joe, here's the deal. No, 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 Joe. It's fine. It Joe, here's the deal. We're not going to ask you to drive over there. If you ever happen okay, to fine. be. How about this, George? How about this? I'll be in Hollywood sometime the next uh, few days. And when I go over there, and when I go in there, I'll hit. You, I'll, I'll ask her, and I'll hit you up. Well, how about that? Fair okay, about that's this? fair. That's fair. This? But don't go out of your way unless you're going to be there. No, yourself. no, 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 no. Go out of your way. Yeah, I, I want you to right. go out of your way. Yeah. Shoot a video. Ask her to say hello to Greg. Put a little growl in it too, if she can, like a. Hurr. And then, 
and then we know it's the real deal. Yeah, or or hey, man, you go I there. Just, I called because I wanted. To, I called just to tell you that I knew it from back in the day. I was, you know, and I was just. I actually want to make some comments on the Lakers. And again, I called in. Remember, I called you guys like a month ago. I told you about when I watched uh, Uncut Gems. I went to AFib. Yeah, oh yeah, you're that guy. Yeah, now I remember. Hey, Fib Joe. No, That's George. Right. I've been listening. I listen to you guys every day for like the last. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been on the show. I've been on the show a few times. So, dude, it, know, listen. There's saying. no reason that you can't go to the tattoo shop, call us, and go. Hey guys, I'm standing outside. Cat, can you come over here and jump on the air and then hand her the phone? Do that. Okay. If you guys, I mean, if, like again, if you uh, if you're that interested, um, yeah, that's fine. I mean, well, it's gotten out okay. Of yeah. If you when you go over there. Figure it if you can figure it out. That's cool. Okay. Now, what is your Laker take? Hey, real hey, quick? hey, hey wait, just real quick. Do yeah. you know Nate Fierro too? Who's that? He's one of the other artists at the shop. I'm kind of. Oh no, that. no, no, no. Just okay. no. Again, like I said, just just cat. We went to junior high together, man. I'm just saying with old homies. That's all. Okay. You know what I'm gotcha. gotcha. All right. What's your Laker take, real quick? Oh man, Kuzma. I don't know what is wrong with him, man. But uh, I think Trey. I think Montrez needs to play thirty minutes um, a game. Again, we all know that we need you know big man and Dwight ain't there anymore. You know for whatever reasons. But I think that uh, we should keep it, uh, Anthony Davis out as long as possible, even if that means doesn't come don't come back this year. Because again, like Dr. Clapper said on your show a couple weeks ago about the stresses um, from, you know, the pressures coming from admin, from administration, from the management, from the coaches, again, they go a long way with the injury. So um, that's just kind of my take. Again, if we don't get the chip this year, it's all good, but we need AD to come back nice and healthy next year. So all right, Joe, appreciate you, bro. Thank you. And let us know how it goes in uh, at the tattoo shop. Um, Real quick. (laughs) Um, there is some breaking news, so I want to pay this off. Um, Cameron Wolf, who works for us here at ESPN, he covers the Dolphins. Lindsey Theory just quote tweeted him that Malcolm Brown, LZ, uh, no longer with the Rams. You know, Malcolm Brown, a, a good figure as much rotation running back, right? right. Like, you know, I, I don't think of this as some huge loss. He's he was a pretty good player for the Rams, but I feel like you can find another Malcolm Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's no surprise. Once it was pretty clear who what the pecking order was, and really he was in trouble last season anyway. Right. Um, so that, that makes all the sense in the world to me. What yeah, doesn't I mean, make sense in the world is that Greg has been harboring this crush on this woman who's like really like five minutes away from the studio. I mean, yeah, she's that. I need she a new tattoo, really too. I do need a new tattoo, I'm too. I'm really so questioning your game, man. I'm really questioning your game right now. Yeah. I, I am in a was... nice, happy relationship that I don't need to be going out and trying to find someone like that. You've yeah, been talking about her. Replace. You've been talking about her for days. You still haven't brought up your relationship yet. Who, who has based... been talking about her for days? Have I been talking about her for days, or have you, LZ, been talking about her for days? Talking about who? <laughs> Kat Von D. Oh, there you go. Bring her up again. There you <laughs> go. Look at that. See? God, the I setup was a mile away, away Birdman. And, and, Come on. And, I, I had to go Jeez. along and, and she's only 25 minutes to LZ's point. From, and that's with traffic. You know, 25 minutes from the office. Eight and miles. by the way, just because you're in a happy relationship doesn't mean that you're going to Kat Von D to replace the woman that you're in a happy right. relationship with. Right, like what with. makes maybe you think gonna... that Kat Von D is actually even interested in you? Or or maybe I you mean, add to your relationship, not delete and then add, just add. No, whoa, whoa, I saw that show on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> what was that show called? Yeah, remember that show? What was what that was show? The name Sister, of Sister big, Wives big life, or something like that? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Coming up next, we got overrated, underrated, properly rated. And uh, at 440, we've got some interesting Dodger news. If you are a Dodger fan, you are going to want to hear this because this may be the wildest thing I've heard a baseball team is going to do. We'll get to that at 440. 
Uh, overrated, underrated, properly rated next in three minutes. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Thank you very much, Chris. All right, we're going to start off with birthdays like we always do. And I'm going to start with you today, George. So for these birthdays, you have to pick one overrated, underrated, or properly rated. Joel Embiid, Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav! Yeah, boy! And Chuck Woolery. Two and two. We're back in Chuck Woolery. Oh, I love <laughs> I, I loved Love Connection as a kid. It was it was on like the independent channel when I was a child and like it, it was always on late at night. It was it was very fun. Like eight year old, nine year old me loved watching that show. Um, <laughs> um Okay, so overrated as much as I love Chuck Woolery, I'm going to go Chuck Woolery. Chuck Woolery was not, like, although I liked that show, and I know he also did Classic Concentration, uh, he hosted that show too. That's a good he show. He wasn't in, like, the upper echelon of game show hosts. Like, he was he was very good, but he wasn't, like, great, right? So, although, you know, he got a lot of love, I, I don't feel like it was warranted. Like, he wasn't Bob Barker or Pat Sajak or, you know, like... Alex Trebek, like he's not those guys. So it's like, or you know, I don't know. Like it, it just, he's he's a bit overrated to me. Although I did love Love Connection. Um, Flavor Flav, I would say, is properly rated because anyone that knows anything about that era of rap and hip hop understands what that particular group meant. You know, I know it's weird that he is fired from the group. You know over a Bernie Sanders uh, rally, if I recall correctly, last year. But uh, I still think properly rated. Um, and then underrated, I'm going to go Joel Embiid, because I still think Joel Embiid were just scratching the surface as to how good Joel Embiid can really be. I'll jump in here and I'll say that uh, Chuck Woolery is totally overrated. You know, he used to sit on the couch during, uh, which show was it, George? The dating show, which one was that? Which, uh, love Connection. Love Connection. And he would yeah. sit there, and he had a big, fat Rolex on, and he had his legs crossed, and he was very casual. And, uh, and Chuck Woolery would always, I'll be back in two and two. And then Chuck Woolery became a completely strange, totally different dude. He went from being game show host to, at one point, L.A. radio host, and then he's become like this outrageous, right-wing, conservative, tweeting guy now. And so for me, Chuck oh, I didn't Woolery, even know he was still around. To be oh honest. yeah, yeah. Chuck Woolery is now for me overrated. Um, I would say Joel Embiid is properly rated because when we talk about ratings, all everybody's talking about is Embiid having his best season and being the leader in the clubhouse right now for MVP. And then I would say underrated is Flava Flav because you may not know one song that Flava Flav has ever been into, yeah, but if somebody, boy. but it, right, but if somebody says the name Flava Flav, you know at least two things. Yeah, boy. And you know about the giant watch that he wears around his neck. So I'm going to say Flava Flav underrated. Uh, I'm going to say that Joel Embiid is underrated. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say Flavor Flav is properly rated. 
And I'm going to say Chuck Woolery is trash. Okay, fair enough. What's next, Greg? Oh, man, trash on Woolery. He was on Lingo, too, and I was on Lingo with him, by the way, so that was pretty cool. Wait, you were on a game show? show? I've been on two game shows, actually. Wait, so, yes. What game shows were those? I was on Lingo with Chuck Woolery, and I was on 1 vs. 100 with Bob Saget. I don't know either of those game shows. Yeah, I I vaguely remember Lingo. Um, I don't know 1 vs. 100. Yeah, it was one guy versus it was a wall of a hundred people, and you were trying were you to the beat one? the one hundred people. I, no, I was the one hundred. Oh. I think I was actually number one hundred. So oh. yeah, it was it, it wasn't great. I lost. And Saget uh, couldn't curse, right? Because he's great when he curses. But it, it oh. was it, it had to be clean, I would presume. It was, but in the breaks, he was not clean. Oh, so that was worked fun. blue in the breaks. I like that. Yes, yes, All I right. liked it. All, All right, right. So the next one is, and Scott, we'll start with you here on this date in 20, 2010. ABBA was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Scott, is ABBA underrated, overrated, or properly rated? Underrated. Underrated. Immediately underrated. Um, Okay, you guys know that I have one of these things where I'm like now and, and, hey, what's the name of that thing? And it's kind of like this, and I can't remember the name. What's the name of the uh, Broadway show that's all about ABBA? Um, Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. So I think ABBA... Had a lot of hit songs. They had a Broadway show all about their music. I mean, just that alone, to me, I feel like they're underrated. LZ? LZ? Oh. Um, I would say that they are properly rated. They are properly rated. Um, not because they had hits. I, you know, that can come and go. But because they had influence. And the influence you can still hear in a lot of today's music. So if people are still borrowing or using things or techniques that you use when you were like on top, then I tend to give you mad props because that's the ultimate in legacy. I mean, they cranked out a lot of albums. Um, I think it was eight in almost eight years. Um, And to LZ's point, they had 20, I want to say, songs um, in the Billboard 100 and, you know, like they had a lot more hits than you think beyond Dancing Queen. Um, so I'm going to say properly rated as well. All right. Yep. All right. So the, the third one. Uh, so the third one is um, there was a woman on Twitter that put out a threaded post about a uh, that she found a dying bird or a dead bird in, in, in her backyard. And her kids got really upset about it and tried to tell her, hey, can you try and save the bird? Try and save the bird. So she held the bird in her bosom for an hour, and the and it came back to life. Wait, the bird, what? The bird magical came bosom. back to life. Mm-hmm. Yes, a magical bosom. And so she is, and she started saying how this is because of my breasts. So, LZ, I'm asking you, <laughs> are the power of breasts overrated, <laughs> underrated, oh, or man. properly rated? Can't wait to hear this. The power of breasts. <laughs> Do we know what size? She did not say the size in the threaded post that I can see. No size matters. No pictures. No pictures. Not of her, just of the bird. Do we know what size the bird was? It was a smallish bird. All right. So it could have fit in any bosom. Not a giant yes. hawk? Not a, not a bald eagle? I am going to say the power of breasts are undeniable because of the number of men who have been fired because of them. Yeah, that's an excellent way to look at it. I would say completely properly rated is what I would say. I'm going to say overrated here. I'm going to have to Whoa. say overrated. Yeah. 
I kind of so, pegged you as a breast man, so oh, no, I feel I'm no, no. shocked at this one. Quite the opposite, as a matter okay. of fact. I would say the opposite of a breast man is an ass man. I feel like I'm more of a Kramer ass man kind of guy. Okay, we could go with booty, but that's fine. Oh, all right. <laughs> booty man? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Just so we don't have give Lauren Greg a heart attack. I mean, I'm booty man by default, but I hear what you're saying. <laughs> All right, that is overrated, <laughs> underrated, and properly rated. That is a perfect dismount. Coming up next, Mookie Betts making some news, and the Dodgers are doing something that's a little out of the box, and I think you guys will probably hate it, although I love it. We'll get to some of that coming up in two and a half minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Ah, there we go. There we go. I want to see you dance to this, Cap. Oh, dude, you should see me right now. We're going to do now, this again. Are your hands up? Actually, my hands are down right now. It's kind of just I'm with the beat right now. I'm kind of like in a little mini white guy twerk right now. Okay. I, listen, I just love that you're embracing this thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm embracing it. Just embrace, you know, the, the, the white guy twerk. It's all good. Like right you now, know? like, ooh, I can feel it. Uh, ooh, it feels good. But now, you know, ooh, okay. Yeah. Just a little shake is all that's happening right here. Now, I mean, now after watching that awful video of you uh, dancing, I'm envisioning things that I probably shouldn't envision. But nonetheless, uh, speaking of envisioning things, Mookie Betts on the cover of GQ magazine. Now, LZ. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gentleman's Quarterly is, I still believe, one of the kind of premier spots, right? If you're going to, like, there's not a lot of magazines anymore, but I still feel like if you are someone that is relevant, that is generally most, they mostly have young people, I feel like, on the cover of the magazine, or younger people on the magazine. But if you are someone that is someone that we should know, and you're a man, GQ is still a great spot, I believe. Now, you are a magazine person by trade. You are a writer by trade. Do you agree that GQ is still a glamour spot for anyone to land on the cover? I do. I I do, especially for athletes. You know, I would remember being in Milan when the editor-in-chief of GQ was – just beginning to try to tap into this untapped source of content, which were athletes. Right. Um, you know, they had like one or two athletes like here and there in their issues, you know, every year in the past, but to aggressively go after and make sports an essential part of their coverage was something new for them. And, you know, at the time I was with Al Horford and T.O., and you could see them trying to figure out, okay, how can we get these fashion designers to see these big strong bodies as muses for their right. for their for their fashion and it's been wonderful to really see because you know I I, I always knew that if you 
put the same amount of effort and time into dressing up the brothers as you did everyone else, that we would shine, and we're doing it. Right. And I think Mookie looks fly as hell, especially that one little green floral suit that he's rocking, looking straight Detroit, homie. That's how we do it in the D. Yeah. See, I, on the other hand, really like the white suit, the white creamy suit with the gold buttons and the yellow turtleneck and the gold chain and the really, really cool blue suede shoes. Looking money, dog. I would love to rock that suit. Yeah, look, I, I, I think he looks fantastic. But I, I just, you know, it was I was curious because in a day and age, I actually think it's a bigger deal to land the magazine than maybe in previous years um, or previous decades, really, because magazines are so n- not 2021 that the few that remain, I think if you're on the cover of them, I feel like it's more impactful. Now, granted, it also becomes a digital thing, right? Like it right. becomes something that we see all across uh, all these digital platforms. But I still feel like the recognition of it uh, is important. But now, if you had to pick one magazine that you could be on the cover on, what magazine would that be? Oh, for me, it's easy. Oh, man. Gosh, I hope you don't take my magazine. I don't think I will. <laughs> Just taking, just, you know, putting it out there. Go ahead. Okay. Ebony. Oh. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be on the cover of Ebony, Scott. Actually, yeah. I think that'd yeah. be dope. Yeah. It would be, but I don't think it's happening. It's no, no, way. no, no. I, I don't think it would be. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, yeah. But Ebony. I, okay. I, 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 to quote the Jay-Z lyric, uh, I'm good on every MLK Boulevard. Nothing say you're good on every MLK Boulevard like that Ebony cover. Mm-hmm. Cap? Muscle and fitness. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I don't know why I knew you were going to say that, but I knew you were going to say that. Right. Now, go and, ahead and explain and, why. And, and here's why. Because if I'm on the cover of Muscle and Fitness, it means that I have found motivation to get myself back into the kind of shape that it would take to take my shirt off and be on the cover of Muscle and Fitness. Okay. I've told you guys, I have figured out why I've gained weight during COVID, and the answer is elastic waistbands. That is the reason why I am gaining weight. I don't have to button my pants. I don't have to put on a belt. If I did, I'd realize, God, I can't fit in these pants. But elastic waistbands have gotten me fat. Right, but when you put on these elastic waistband pants. Yes, Yes, sir. And then you're undressing. Don't you see yourself in a mirror? You do, but, you know, sometimes you just talk yourself into it's not that bad or I can drop it at any moment. Right. Um, but the reality is is that if I get onto the co- cover of Muscle and Fitness, it means that I've gotten myself back into the type of shape that it requires for me to take my shirt off in public. Okay, fair enough. Greg? Obviously, the Sports Illustrated radio behind-the-scenes edition. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, that's a page-turner right there. Yeah, we all <laughs> know good, that one, one right? of course. Yeah, yeah sure. It's actually doing better than the Swimsuit Edition, I hear. So, yeah, that's where I would go. Yeah. Uh, George? Laura? Oh, I'm sorry. Let me get Laura in there real quick. Uh, Latina Magazine. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like – I actually – GQ is the one because to me, it's like, you know, I've gotten to this – and LZ, um, you know, you, to me, are the most fashion-conscious person that I know um, as far as – particularly amongst men. Um, Goes like, with the stereotype. Well, no. I mean, I wasn't necessarily referring to that, but I no, just, I'm, I know. I'm embracing it. I'm embracing okay. it. Yeah. Um, now, since because here's the deal: like, I started doing sidelines like four years ago, and I wore like you know, right, nice suits, you know, Hugo Boss, but they were like black or gray or navy blue or whatever. And maybe I'd throw on like a tie, and then like after year one, I'm like, no, dog, we going, we going out there. 
We're going out. All of a sudden, there's different patterns, and there's purple, and there's blue, and there's pink stripes. And then all of a sudden, there was the turtleneck. Like, I, I love – I've become more fashion conscious. Um, and and I, I, I feel like GQ would be, like, a place that if they wanted – if they highlighted me as, like, hey, man, this guy's the NBA sideline reporter we want to highlight because of his fashion, I'd be like, yo, I'm here. I've arrived. Thank you. Craig Sager for for opening those doors for us uh, you know what I mean like that that would be me so yeah I, I'm in on that now are you in on this LZ mm-hmm. your boy Jorge Castillo of the LA Times who covers the Dodgers has a story yep. today and it talks about something we've talked about here which is how many damn pitchers they have in this potential starting rotation. Now, we've had Andrew Friedman on, we've had Dave Roberts on, and they always say something to the effect of, good problem to have. Sure, we all agree with that. But he, uh, Jorge asked Dave Roberts recently about, hey, man, you've got all these guys. Like, what do you, what do you plan on doing here? Like, what, what's going on? Um, and he asked him, Hey, could you actually throw all these guys out there? Like, is, it a, is there a possibility that you can navigate having every single one of these dudes you have out there, whether it's uh, Bauer and Gonsolin and Kershaw and Walker Bueller and Urias and, and all these different guys, right? Even Jimmy Nelson, who's pitching well, or Santana, this young throw kid. Throw in been, May and Price. Right, May, Price, all these guys, right? Yeah. So he, he said – you know, he asked them, you know, the only way to do that would be like to have them pitch like three or four innings a piece and kind of piggyback off of that stuff. And, you know, Dave was kind of like, you know, it's not crazy. Like, we'll think about it. You know what I mean? Like his his answer, I thought, was fascinating, um, where he felt like it is a possibility that they would go and – and do something like this. Here's the quote. It would take a little navigating, Robert said. But I'll say this, that it's possible to potentially have these guys go three or four innings at a time, piggyback starters, et cetera, et cetera. I love it. I love it. I would much rather have too much of a great thing than not enough of a good thing. And as long as I've been on air in Los Angeles, my concern has always been pitching. Always. Always been pitching. And in large part because it felt as if our season was built on the backs of, you know, whether it was an aging Rich Hill with blisters, uh, Kershaw who, you know, we're going through a string of like back injuries. And then of course we know about his postseason struggles. When I started Walker Bueller wasn't even in the rotation at the time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was always worried about pitching. So to be in this place with a chip and a rotation that rivals some of the greatest that have ever been assembled for one team. Give me that. Give me seven guys that I could throw out there for game two of the World Series and feel good about, as opposed to one guy that I'm going, ah. Yeah, so listen, I think baseball purists hear this idea, okay? So you're a baseball purist out there. You love the game. You know, you hate the DH. You you just love the purity of the game. You've basically I, described Greg Bergman. Okay, see, okay, I'm the yep. exact 100% opposite of that. I'm for progress in baseball, 
And I'm for progressive thinking in baseball. And let me tell you something. If you've got seven guys who are all starting pitchers, you don't have to feel like I can only have five and I got to do something else with these two other guys. You can say, on this day, I'm planning on going three innings with this guy and three innings with this guy. And then I'm going to work into my bullpen. And on this day, I'm going to go four innings with this guy and two innings with this guy. I mean, yeah, it will take some navigation. Okay, but when you've got seven guys who are all, and I put this in quotes, starting pitchers, there's nothing wrong with being creative with how you use them. Baseball purists be like, no, it's five days, it's five guys, that's it, find different roles. Me, I'm like, no, man, progress. You got seven guys, use them all, figure it out. All right, let's continue this discussion on the other side. I'm curious to hear from the audience at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Dave Roberts is considering, not ruling out, the possibility of going like super deep in their rotation. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys, maybe eight or even nine guys if you look at some of the younger guys who have performed well uh, thus far this spring. And the possibility of incorporating all of them means you have to pitch them three or four innings at a time. Is that too wacky for you? Has analytics driven you to the point of like, I want my game back? Or do you agree with us that this is smart and progressive? So basically, are you us or are you Bergman? Because I already know what Bergman thinks about this is my guess. But we'll get Bergman and Laura's thoughts on it on the other side. Plus your phone calls at 877-710-ESPN. What you need to know in between. Back in three and a half minutes.